This is Shaped for Law, a podcast series that plugs you into the world of legal technology. Join us as we cover news and trends shaping the legal industry. Good morning. Uh, my name is Andy Lewis. I'm head of new business here at CTS. and Welcome to the Shaped for Law podcast. With um, This week we have a, a special guest on the podcast, Mr. Gavin Curtis from Town Legal. Uh, morning, Gavin. Yeah, good morning. How are you? Very good, thank you. Train delays, but you know, uh, the perils of coming such, to London and such is life, right? Such is yeah. life. So, um, would you like to give a, a couple of minutes on yourself and, and just a really brief overview of town legal, if you might? Sure, from, from my sins, I've been in legal IT for 20, 25 years. Um, started some big firms, did you know, like Hogan Marbles, etc., and sort of, sort of more uh, working bespoke um, boutique firms in the last couple of years. Uh, town legal, uh, I've been here for three years. Cracking little firm, lovely aura, great culture, and very technology driven. Very technology driven. That's um, that's an interesting way to put it. I um, I guess we'll kind of jump straight into some of the, the questions and some of the um, specific things about time legal that makes you special. You have a um, uh, a catchphrase: less clicks. Yeah. Uh, if you want to talk us through that briefly and, and, yeah. and kind of put some colour around that in terms of the listeners, what, what, that, um, yeah. what that means for you. Let's click, make it, it, it just speaks for what it is. You know, if, if we can make the working of their applications slicker, swift and more efficient, they spend less time um, swapping between applications, the workflows progresses faster more efficiently. And it, it's my mantra to sort of how I baseline applications coming into the system where we do a um, new system, um, bring in a new products, or we do an upgrade within that. It's one of the sort of benchmarks that I use to see, does it actually work for the user? Does it make them work quicker and better for the user? Uh, and ultimately, that, that's my goal, is to make sure the user experience is as seamless and slick as possible. That's great. So what steps can firms take to enhance the user experience for staff in general, in, in the wider context? I think the first thing to do is actually understand what the user wants to achieve, understand their work methodology and what their workflow process is. For example, recently we had some user training uh, on Quick Steps and Outlook uh, where you can formulate a template for repetitive um, email functionality. Um, and it's really, really improved the way people send their emails to account departments or to, or to third-party other sources. One click, and that email is there comprised. The old-fashioned way would be to involve 10 clicks, copy and paste, paste it in, view, check, and then send. We found that actually been very efficient with business service teams. And I'd like to add on to one more firm-wide improvement in terms of integration and less clicks, and that's our NetDocs to DocuSign integration. It's been fantastic. Um, right click on that document, follow that DocuSign process through. Done. It was previously beforehand, I think it was 15 clicks to, to perform the same job. And presumably in a, a, a prestigious boutique planning firm like Town Legal, having that efficient DocuSign process is actually very, very important. It can cut down hugely on the amount of administration. It's, it's fantastic. All our documents start in our document management system. They end up in the document management system and nothing goes off piste. It just keeps everything centralised. The client sign it, it comes straight back into where it started from. 
It's fantastic. So that's great. So when assessing a new application, uh, obviously user acceptance testing prior to users being live on the system is very important. And circling back to your, your first comment about less clicks makes it slick. Um, how involved are partners and the fee earners when doing user acceptance testing prior to launching a new application to the firm? They're essential. Without their input, um, we don't thoroughly test the system for their, their aspects of what they may need to, um, to get out of the new application. Uh, I also help get out to the buy-in. If you can get uh, some people from the, some business service um, employees, uh, EA, uh, and, and the fee as well, the partners, it just makes it inclusive, not only in the UAT, but when we go live, um, the good news is already spread through the organisation. They know what this application can do. They know the benefits of the application. And so when we do go live, it just makes the whole situation a lot, a lot easier. Switching gears slightly to cybersecurity, so less of the, less of the fun stuff yeah. and more of the fear. Um, what would you say is the biggest challenges um, facing the IT function at the moment? Obviously, the, the threat landscape has, has exploded recently. Um, and regardless of the size of firm that you are, it, there seems to be no end of stories coming out in the media of, uh, of you know high-profile hacks in both legal firms and barristers. So what's your take on the cybersecurity threat landscape? I first just start on a positive note. I actually think users' knowledge of phishing and malicious emails is, is, is as good as it's ever been. I think they're very aware, not only through our internal tech tip notifications that I send out, but I just think the general awareness is, is so much better than what a company is. The problem we've got is it's shifting. It's a tsunami of different techniques, sophistications going, getting a lot higher, um, uh, and, and it's just being aware of what could come through that through that through that link, that malicious email. Um, but I think the first line of defence is the users, regular training, regular awareness, just keep them up to uh, up to scratch with, like, say, for example, now it's Christmas time, there are some seasonal. Um, themed uh, malicious emails going around and it's just making sure they're aware of what could happen especially as we you know, wind down at the end of the year that's when we can get caught out we hosted a uh, a modern law uh, round table recently and when the, when the um, cyber security or security in general subject came up it shifted quite quickly from kind of the normal phishing type emails, et cetera, text messages. You know, you have a parcel that's for delivery. It could be delayed, click on here, that type of thing. Mm -hmm. To more social engineering, especially with people being remote a lot. Is that something that you're looking into into town legal in terms of red teaming? So trying to target specific people and seeing if you can understand their working habits and try and gain entry to the building or, or anything like that? We've had a, a recent independent cybersecurity review, which actually... Uh, brought up a couple of interesting um, points we've, we've actually taken action on. Nothing mega urgent, but probably we want to close those doors to those, those physical or, or virtual threats. We've taken action swiftly to eliminate those options. Uh, I think one of the benefits of how we operate is we do have a good antivirus system. We have continual endpoint protection, both for our laptop and office. But we also, as a regular 
notification and user training just keeps it fresh in their minds. Um, and we don't, as such, work off servers. We do, but we don't. We're on an endpoint, so a laptop. So we're not likely to get too much cross-contamination if one machine does get infected. Obviously, we've got the data on there, and that's precious, so we need to be careful of what's on there. But I do think we've probably got a very good first-line support. Uh, I believe the Cyber Essentials um, assessment, which we do annually, also keeps us at the forefront of what's new and threatening in the cybersecurity world. And that's something that we'll be doing again next year. So in terms of cybersecurity, what, what new advances in threat detection and countermeasures have, uh, have you put in place? Well, welcome to CTS. We implemented a fantastic and well-received facial recognition implementation. It's called Windows Hello. It's built within the system, but we really enjoy using it. Um, it's, it's not replaced the password, but it works with 2FA and Siebel sign-on. We've all got Service Pro laptops with a built-in camera. We pull down the lid. camera automatically picks up your face and we're locked in. It's fantastic. It's something we really, really enjoy using. Uh, the other features we've also brought on board with CTS have been endpoint protection, not only for the laptop but for Office. And we've also implemented a third-party 24-7 cybersecurity scan on our, on our laptops, continually looking for threats and raising any alerts and notifications if required. Okay, switching gears slightly, um, it's a well-known fact with IT professionals that uncontrolled change of an environment is the biggest cause of downtime. Uh, it isn't servers going on fire or, or any kind of act of God. It is actually changes being made to the environment without understanding the full impact of those changes. Um, so maybe you can talk a little bit about how change management is done at Town Legal. Change management is, is really important to us at Town Legal. We need to ensure that change or any system, whether it's small or large, is controlled, measured and tested thoroughly. We do have periods of change control that are off limits. And for example, uh, two weeks will be the financial year. That's an embargo on any change, as well as the end of the year. And on a monthly basis, we have a self-imposed five-day quarantine with no change control, unless it's an emergency. Well, saying that, we actually do thoroughly test when we are actually not implementing any live changes to the system. Uh, those five days give us a great opportunity to test, to not affect the business for any adverse change that we may bring in that period, and, and to ensure stability continues throughout that month. Fantastic. So, uh, wrapping up this edition of Shape for All podcast, um, we would normally ask the client about their journey to the cloud and, and how CTS are helping with that journey. Um, Town Legal are very much um, a cloud first company. So, my understanding is that all of your applications and most of your workloads are in the cloud already. Um, so, maybe we can change the question to be what will you be working on in 2023 um, and what changes can we expect from Town Legal? We've gone through some fundamental changes since joining CTS. Uh, we've rewritten our IT environment for the better. Uh, it's definitely stronger, and the efficiency and usability of our system has greatly improved. For 2023, we will be introducing a new PMS, obviously a cloud-based PMS system, with many integrations into aspects of NetDocs, for example. From a vendor perspective, we are looking to increase the integration with 
our applications. We would want to maximize the potential to, again, uh, less clicks make it slick approach to keeping people within the application. Every time they've got to switch between the apps, they lose that workflow efficiency. It slows them down. It's not a process to actually maximize, certainly uh, fearless time when, when working for clients. So we will continue to look forward to those improvements, uh, as well as introduce our new PMS. So thank you very much, Shannon, for your time. Um, you're obviously a very busy man coming up to Christmas, so making the time available, uh, we really appreciate it. And uh, we look forward to hearing more about the fantastic things that Sam Legal are doing uh, in the market next year. Wonderful, yeah. Thank you much for your time and have a great Christmas.